How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so I'm so excited that we're gonna get a four day uh, break really soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, do you spend any time on campus or? I do. I, I, right now, I'm coming in in the afternoons on Mondays because we started sports uh, conditioning. Ah. And so uh, in the AM, I have another colleague who does the AM. And then on Tuesday, I'm, I'm in the AM. I'm there from 8 to 4. <clears throat> so yeah. twice a week, twice a week on campus, and then the rest of the time working from home at all hours of the day and night. Yeah, I can only imagine. Boy, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it, my heart breaks because I have a granddaughter oh. who is five years old and went to preschool on the same campus that she's going to kindergarten at. And so last year, she saw all the things that the you know big girls got to do. And she was so excited for school, oh. just so excited. She couldn't wait. And after the first week of remote learning, I talked to her. I said, you know, Lila, how is school? She said, Papa, I wish every day was a weekend. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and she was just had such a great attitude. And, you know, start out like that is just, uh, like I say, it's heartbreaking for for me because, uh, yeah. Well, in any event, um, welcome to my podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Are you recording? Yes, we are recording. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, for the folks who may be listening, which essentially is probably my cousins and maybe your cousins and anybody else at this point going for a light opening year. Uh, but in any event, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, sure. Uh, so Steve, I am in, I'm currently an assistant principal at Montgomery High School in the Sweetwater District. And this is the first year that I'm at the site. Uh, prior to that, I was an assistant principal at Olympian High School, also in the same district, and that's where we met uh, in our implementation of the teen court program. And then prior to that, I was a classroom teacher. I taught uh, social science classes in dual language in Espanol and, and also bilingual, uh, similar program teaching content in Spanish, uh, world history, geography. And I actually started my career as an educator back in 2001. So it's almost going to be 20 years. Oh, wow. Uh, Congratulations. That I've been, that I've been in, a, I've been in a teach, I've been a teacher. I am, I'm, I'm a, um, a kind of a, a resident of the border in Tijuana and San Diego. I've lived on both sides. I, I'm, I'm bilingual. I'm biliterate. I was raised in a Spanish speaking household. Uh, I went to school in Tijuana. I went to school in Chula Vista. I, I was in the Chula Vista Elementary School District. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm proud to be a local. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be part of my community. It's always been my, my goal to, to, uh, to be of service, to be of service to the community of Chula Vista, the border community of Tijuana, San Diego, and, and help kids, you know, help kids reach their potential and, and, and find their own passion 
so that they, um, they live fulfilling lives. Well, I can attest to you uh, being just wonderful with uh, uh, the kids at Olympian, which again was, uh, was where um, we had uh, the chance to work together. And um, what, you know, what this thing is about, uh, this podcast is, uh, I'm interested in using some of the principles of restorative justice to talk to folks in the community uh, with four goals in mind. Uh, One is uh, civil discourse. Uh, Second is community building, uh, racial justice, and uh, criminal justice reform. Uh, And I'd just be curious to, you know, hear hear your thoughts. Uh, Well, we worked about a year and a half together, I think. And uh, I I, I was looking back at. Yeah, I I was going to, I know, it's so awkward. Uh, I was looking back at my emails and the first communication uh, about Team Court at Olympian was in November uh, 2017. So over three years ago. That was over three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how time flies. But in any event, I, you know, from my perspective, uh, in large measure, thanks to you and to Viana Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who yeah. is uh, uh, one of my favorite teachers of all time. She is, you know, just wonderful and had an existing restorative program, Peer Mediation. Right. That just fit like a glove with the uh, the team court program. So, what what is your impression of uh, uh, team court on campus? Uh, well, you know, I, I am so grateful that that we were selected uh, by the district. I don't know exactly how it happened, but we became a pilot site. And, and we began talking about teen court, you know, back in 2017, 18. And, and since then, the program has grown. I think it's been a tremendous benefit to, uh, to the peer mediator students that, uh, that participated, that volunteered their time to attend trainings with you and at, at the district. And, uh, and spend hours after school um, learning the procedures and, and the vision um, and, and the, uh, the skills that are needed to, uh, to elicit student responses and to promote engagement. So it was definitely beneficial for them. And I also saw a tremendous benefit for any student that uh, was willing to uh, participate in team court as, as a restorative justice option uh, they changed their lives, and and I can I can I can attest to that because I saw drastic changes in behavior, in attitude, uh, among many of the students that were referred to the program. So it it's been you know, it's been a blessing uh, for for the community at Olympian. Well, I certainly had that impression, but you know it's you know I've been in and worked with many uh, uh, different high schools. And, you know, the culture on campus uh, at the point of beginning uh, 
is uh, a big indicator as to how you know you can project acceptance of the program and potential benefits um, and uh, certainly when I walked onto the Olympian campus I could tell that it was uh, you know it was a good restorative place you could tell by the signs on the wall you could tell by you know when students meet a stranger on campus you know straight in the eye with a smile and can I help you sir I mean yeah. if that's not a you know a giveaway that the kids are being educated in a holistic and positive way and so in answer to your question I didn't know that you were unaware of how we selected um, uh, Olympian as the uh, first place that we went to and that was because we had administration that uh, was receptive which is a key to a successful program and you had Viana with uh, exceptional peer mediation program and obviously from my perspective I wanted to go after asking a whole lot of questions to a whole lot of people uh, at the administrative offices to the district to the place where we would be most likely to succeed and all of the indicators turned out to be you know right and it was uh, the right spot is there any um, any objective data or uh, or even anecdotal uh, uh, information that you might have that would you know uh, point out uh, success or shortcomings of uh, the program? Yes, as a matter of fact, you know, what be, when we spoke uh, last week, I, I went back through my files and uh, I actually found a presentation that I delivered to the Culture, Climate and Safety Committee uh, back in 1819. The 1819 academic year was the first full year of implementation of the program. And, and, I, and I, I'd like to give some context. So Teen sure. Court was, was one piece in, uh, in our attempt as a campus to really embrace restorative practices and, uh, and build community with parents and students. And so the Culture, Climate, and Safety Committee uh, was, uh, was, there's always been a safety committee, but uh, the prior focus was on the drills and just making sure that we met the guidelines and it really transformed into, uh, no, let's, uh, how, how, do we, how do we make sure students feel safe, welcome and supported, right? Uh, and embracing also social emotional learning. So back in 1819, at the end of the year, I, I did deliver a, a, a presentation and just an update uh, where we saw a uh, significant uh, reduction in suspensions uh, in 1819. And, and, you know, although there were only 13 teen court referrals, what, what my, my um, understanding of what happened is that for every student that opted to participate in teen court, uh, instead of going to Saturday school or in some cases even being suspended, that student shared 
whether whether inadvertently or purposely to their friends, to other students, the word got out. The word got out that Olympian was changing the way that we were dealing with discipline and, 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 and behavior. And, and I think that, um, and as a result, the suspensions went significantly down. So although it was only 13 referrals, it doesn't sound like much. I think the impact was exponential, right? For every kid sharing their experience with two of their best buddies and, and, and it just trickled down all over campus. So that was for 1819. Now for 19, um, I, I have for 1920, you know, unfortunately our year got cut short, uh, yeah. but, but we had our first team court in September 12th. So a little over a month into, uh, into school for the 2019 year, we had a student uh, that came in and, and then every month we would have either one or two cases right, just depending on the calendar for that, for that month. And, and remember, uh, Ms. Rodriguez, uh, who was our lead in the peer mediation, uh, w was doing this voluntarily, right? She was, she was going, she was spending a lot of time on her own, um, you know, besides the actual teen court trial of preparing students. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to her. And, 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 and despite the challenges and despite the limits of time, we were able to get, I believe, nine, nine referrals, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And we dealt with issues. Uh, the, the biggest issue last year uh, was vape. That was uh, tobacco vape, right? That uh, students were bringing on campus and they were getting um, caught up in, in different ways. But that was, that was a repeat issue. There were also some physical, um, you know, pushing, hitting, uh, assault type of, uh -huh. of activities. Um, and, uh, and it, it was amazing, right? The people that participated that embraced teen court, these nine kids, I definitely can say that the vast majority of them there, there was, you know, you, when you're, when you work at a high school, you, you get to see the students transform, right? From ninth to 12th grade, they, they, they become mature. Yeah. They, it, it's amazing. It's wonder, it's one of the reasons why I remain so passionate, uh, you know, 20, almost 20 years later, but, but to see that change in the student in the same year, in a matter of months was, it's just so impactful, right? To see a, a student who had, uh, very little social interaction with other people on campus, right? Very isolated to um, participating in team court and just the, 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 the facial expressions change. I could see and, and, you know, I could witness the student interacting with other students and, and, and getting, uh, you know, their, their own social groupings and, and just these positive socialization aspects that happened you know forget about the behavior just you know i could see in this child feeling a part of right a part of belonging i am olympian right that's what i wanted my students to feel that you know this isn't my school this is their school this is your school and to see that be as a result of teen court and and i can say that with confidence right that before teen court the student was 
was isolated, was uh, you know, just not connected to the school, teen court happens, the restorative practices that were suggested had to encourage the student to, to, to meet with the peer mediator on a regular basis, to reach out to the counselor, and there were some other suggestions, and just, and just see this transformation. So just amazing, Steve. Yeah, it, it really is, because especially, you know, early intervention, we know from data all over the country and literally all over the world that when you take, uh, when you opt to move away from a punitive system to a restorative system, uh, the benefits are, like you say, exponential. Uh, when we approach it in a restorative way, we're saying, hey, instead of, well, he violated the rules, what price is he going to pay? You know, I'm going to suspend him for two days or three days, um, or, you know, throw the book away. Um, uh, instead of doing that, we say, okay, well, we've got a problem. How can we solve it? And they come up with the, the kids are just so wonderful. I remember one of the first cases, and to some degree, uh, we have to be careful because of confidentiality reasons. I'm not going to use the sex or the name. But we had a, a, a student who, you know, had been dealt a rough hand. This, he was, uh, 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 you know, living on his uh, sister's couch. Uh, it was his third school in two years. Uh, he was really trying hard. Uh, uh, a good kid who just looked like he was beaten down, you know, and um, uh, he got in trouble, not really because he intentionally did anything wrong. Uh, I'll not talk about the, uh, you know, specific uh, violation, uh, but because he didn't understand the rules of a new school. He did something that he really thought was okay. And it wasn't. And uh, so the kids go into their deliberation. And the first thing one of the, the student jurors said was, we really didn't do a very good job welcoming this student. Mm -hmm. We really didn't do a good job of explaining what, uh, what can happen on campus. Another the uh, student juror says, pulls out her calendar and he says, I think we should order him to meet me at the flagpole for lunch tomorrow. And I'm going to take him around, introduce him to my friends and tell him what clubs I'm involved with and take him to this the teacher advisors for the various clubs. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing everybody on that jury reach for their calendars, pull them out, say, ah, geez, that's a great idea. I'll take Thursday. I'll take Friday. I'll take Monday. So 12 days, his order was to meet a different individual juror at the flagpole for lunch. Yeah. Okay. The next time, when, when this kid walked into team court, he, you know, shoulders down looking at the ground, you know, like a dead facial expression. 
the next time I saw him on campus was like probably a couple of months later. And he's walking down the aisle with a couple of guys and they're laughing and he sees me and he smiles and he waves his hand. He was in two months. Uh, you could just tell by looking at it, uh, yeah. you know, a different, a different kid. Just, you know, it makes you feel so good. So, you know, one of the things that, um, we're trying to do is build community. So we're having a bunch of people, I suspect a whole lot of them because of my ties will be old farts like me, you know, who, you know, probably still have some gas in the tank. And, uh, but, uh, you know, they got no place to go. So we have this and I am uh, uh, certain, you know, how do you build community? Well, I think, candidly, we're so screwed up on so many levels that, you know, it's really a time for all hands on deck. So uh, I'm thinking of how could, you're at Montgomery yeah. uh, now, uh, how could somebody uh, who is interested contribute to their community by doing volunteer work at Montgomery? I mean, what kinds of things are available to, uh, uh, you know, individuals on the outside that could be helpful? And it doesn't have to be team court. That's mostly for lawyers. And, and to their credit, the Bar Association has been just remarkable in terms of resources that they come up with. We have, you know, attorney judges that uh, participate in teen court, never had a problem getting volunteers. We have speakers come in, um, you know, uh, uh, there's some internships that have uh, arisen out of it. But what, you know, what can somebody do uh, at uh, Montgomery, which would be, uh, which you think would be helpful in contributing? Oh. Yeah. Uh, first, it, it, I think it's so important uh, for any school to, uh, to be supported by members of the community that want to volunteer, whether it be their experience, uh, their particular skill or career. Uh, I think it just makes the community stronger at a school when when people are willing to come in and most importantly that the school itself is open to receive that support right so it has to you know it has to go both ways you have to have a school that's willing to embrace all the blessings that people are are willing to give right yeah. that that that, that and, and and not only that but have the the creativity and the insight to, f to find matches, right? To find, okay, yeah. well, this person has, has this set of skills and insight and career experience, you know, they would best be suited for, for, for this particular uh, task or project or um, community event, right? So, um, you know, just thinking offhand, you, you know, obviously this would require a more a, a more in-depth conversation with right. with you know that some of the people that that uh, you're connected to, Steve, 
uh, it, I mean, I see, obviously, you know, to just start, right, we have the whole CTE component, uh, career technical education at, at Montgomery, and I oversee CTE, and I'm a strong advocate. Uh, I consider myself a strong advocate for CTE education. I think it, it, it helps students uh, become more well-rounded, but also um, for those that are able to complete a course sequence, right, we have pathways. It also demonstrates that a student is able to, to set goals and to complete them, which is a key indicator for college and, and career readiness, right, that you, have a, you, can, you can complete this. So uh, obviously CTE uh, industry sectors, uh, we, have compute, we have art, we have robotics, multimedia, uh, legal, uh, we have medicine, sports medicine, and and obvious, and we also have the arts, right? We have mariachi and folklorico and all of these types. So, um, one thing that is already happening uh, to a limited degree is just people willing to come and and virtually uh, share their experience with students. Be invited by one of our CTE teachers to to present five, ten, fifteen minutes, uh, do a little Q and A about their experience. Some of some of the, um, uh, the people that have already come are, are retired. Some of them are active, right, in, in whatever um, industry they're in. And so that's a very simple way. And that's just, you know, right now, just thinking off the top of my head, I could definitely see people uh, that want to volunteer come and just simply share who they are and what they did and, 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 and give their experience and strength to, to, to students that are considering exploring different career options. But also, I also see opportunities with, um, with assisting in, in, in different types of events. Now, we're in a virtual setting right now, so a lot of the things are limited, but I'm, I'm very open and, and willing to have a more in-depth conversation as we consider reopening stages and, and, and specifically, you know, looking at who wants to volunteer um, I'm, I'm very willing and open to, to, to collaborate and find ways that you can be of service to Montgomery. That is, yeah, I mean, I really think that the key to education, uh, successful education, is a combination of the school and teachers, parents, um, the, uh, uh, you know, and the community, if it's, I was amazed, you know, I, I sort of fell into this. I was volunteering and one day, uh, the CTE, uh, uh, rep at, I was at San Diego Unified at Crawford High School comes in and asks me if I'd like to teach full time. I looked at him like I thought he was crazy because well, in any event, <laughs> uh, you know, I ended up doing it for, I, we started this law academy and I was going to do it for a couple of years to get it off the ground. And they basically shoved me out after eight years. I, you know, I didn't, uh, well, at eight years, it was time for me to go because of a bad back. I mean, I just physically was having uh, issues, but, but for the back, I would probably or hopefully still uh, be there. Um, 
the uh, uh, I saw successful just contributions and you know like you need the teachers to uh, you know like math you know I have some accountants or actuaries I've had them come into our academy to talk you know how, how numbers come to life uh, my son is a lawyer who's turned into a money manager and a professional poker player. Uh, Throughout his uh, educational experience, the only arguments uh, we had was over math. He kept telling me, I'm not going to use this. I hate it. And and he was a wonderful student. You know, God love him. He ended up with a scholarship to USD Law School and uh, going to the, through the University of Michigan. And uh, all of a sudden, every moment of his life is dealing with numbers. So the one thing, I never had a problem with any other subject, science, social science, history, math was a problem. And what does he, you know, what is his living dependent on now? Mathematical analysis. And uh, so I would always have him come and to uh, our math classes and basically tell his story um and uh so talking to a class uh when the world gets right again uh we did job shadows yeah. always uh, uh you know uh, a good thing we did uh tried to get internships uh we'd get industry people, uh, especially if you do any project-based learning or you, you know, got a big project in a class and uh, have uh, somebody from the industry uh, consulting on the project, um, and especially with the CTE because you, you, know, you look for real projects with real companies uh, to you know, get an experience that is uh, 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 actually related to real life and you know there's uh, uh mentorships i mean do you have a mentorship program at montgomery so right now all of those um programs right, so, are kind of on hold yeah 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 so yeah. we need to revisit that steve, steve I, I hate to bring this up but i, I do have um I only have about five more minutes. Oh no! I you know I, and as well. I just see I got you for thirty minutes, and we've already been on the horn here for thirty-one. So I've already yeah. taken <laughs> a minute more of your time than I promised. That that's okay. I, this is an important topic, and 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 I hope that anybody listening. Uh, really takes to heart that uh, as an assistant principal at Montgomery, I'm willing to partner with the community. You want to come down and be of service. Uh, you're going to, you're going to uh, find open and, and, and willing partnership here. Well, I certainly hope we can get a team court going at Montgomery once the yeah. dust here. I mean, it's sort of tough to uh, do it virtually. Uh, I mean, actually you should, you should watch uh, next week i'm talking to a guy by the name of scott peterson who's the executive director of an organization called global youth justice uh, nobody knows more in the world 
than Scott does about teen courts. Uh, he, his organization monitors, supports, or helps create uh, over 1,800 courts in the United States and on uh, five continents. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's going to be talking about, uh, you know, issues that I'm sure you would find interesting. So I'll, I'll send you a little note when we get him on, uh, on tape. And I hope once you guys get back, maybe we can talk again and uh, we might be able to get some folks in the community to get involved by helping good old Montgomery High School. Yes, we would love that. And I, you know, I really, you know, you're one of the people I really, you know, you're always so positive and you're so good with the kids. Uh, uh, you're one of the people that I really miss, uh, you know, having a professional relationship with. You're a great guy and I thank you for your time and maybe we'll do it again sometime when the, I, I, when this damn virus is left. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, Stephen, uh, I, I feel the same way about you. Uh, I think it's been a pleasure and a really strong partnership uh, that we've been able to build and, and, and the work that we've done along with Ms. Rodriguez and others, others at Olympian that were involved in the process, I think we've been able to make a real positive change. And I look forward to, uh, to continuing that at, at, at Montgomery. I hope, I hope we can make that happen. Well, there's, you know, once everybody's in school, I think there's a good chance we can. But uh, yeah. let's just uh, all stay healthy and uh, uh, see you on the other side. <laughs> Yes, sir. Thank hey, you. Man. Thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate it. You're Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy talking, Thanksgiving yeah. to you and your family. Yeah, historical context. It's the day before Thanksgiving in the year 2020. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the 40s, that's a big number. Okay. That's a big number. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Bye-bye, Stephen. Bye-bye.